and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are going to be answering reader questions today about shooting guards and wings. But first, we have breaking news that happened today. Arizona received a commitment today from, I'm going to butcher this name, Philippe Borovicanen. Yeah, that's actually, I'm Serbian, so that's correct. What can you tell us about his role and the type of player he is, Jason? Well, Shelby, a um, few things. He is a legit 6'7", 6'8". I mean, I haven't seen him in person. Clearly, I haven't been to Serbia lately. It's a, um, little, so, a little crazy over there. So I got to go off people's word and highlight reels. But more so than highlight reels, I kind of go off what, what people tell me and I, I trust their evaluations. Uh, this is a guy that Arizona definitely wanted. He was playing at a lower level, third level of Serbian basketball. There's a reason for that. We're not going to get into. It's not a bad thing. Um, but um, Arizona being able to find this guy, Jack Murphy did a great job here. Being able to find this guy and get him is really impressive. Uh, in the past few weeks, Xavier came on really strong since they hired Adam Cohen and David Miller, who's going to kind of involves Xavier in international recruiting. You can assume there's going to be another one involved there, but um, Xavier got involved, Texas Tech got involved. I believe the G League got involved a little bit, uh, but Xavier was the serious competition uh, to the point where Arizona uh, became a little more aggressive over the past week, few days, trying to get him to sign with the Wildcats. Uh, he is kind of a prototypical European player, super skilled, 6'8", can play the 2 and the 3, obviously, at that size. I don't believe he's strong enough to play the 4. Um, you know, in college, size-wise, you assume a guy that's 6'8", could play the 4. Maybe if Arizona went small, wanted the face-up kind of deal, they could. But Arizona recruited him as a 2-3 um, type of player. Uh, could shoot really, really well. High IQ. Um, it's interesting. I talked to a few people, and they said he's like the, an encyclopedia of basketball. Like, he knows all about American basketball, old, new, current, past, present. He knows stats. He knows roles. He knows champions. He sounds like you. Uh, he knows, like, he is, he's not a dude that plays basketball for fun and isn't aware. Like, there's some guys in college, for instance, that don't watch the NBA. Like, it's rare, but in, and in football, there's guys that don't really watch the NFL. Um, he is a guy where he studies the NBA, college basketball, etc. So he knows exactly what type of deal um, that he's getting into. In terms of role, Dalen Terry and Pella Larson are going to be starting, and you assume that Philippe and Adumba Ball are the backups to either or Dalen and Pella. But he is a guy that Arizona is taking for this class with the full expectation that he will be in the rotation right away. This isn't really an Adumba Ball situation where they said, look, you're going to need a year. You're not going to play very much. Sophomore year is where it's at. The vibe I get is this is a situation where they're saying, look, you're going to come in and you're going to play right away. And so the coaching staff is very excited about it. I've gotten a few texts from people that know about them that are in the business. They say that it is a very legitimate pickup. And again, who am I to disagree? I don't like judging off one-minute YouTube videos. I haven't seen the kid in person. He's going to take his official visit in May. Um, that's not a concern. European players don't really take official visits like, uh, you know, domestic players. But, um, yeah, it's a nice pickup, and it's something that 
should be applauded uh, for the Arizona coaching staff. Amazing. And in lieu of us knowing how to say his name, what should his nickname be until we know? We've come out with Philly B. Philly B was one. FB, Big Phil. <laughs> we had a... <laughs> Phil Money. Big, where was a big FB. Big FB. Yeah. You know. Also in Slavic names, C's sometimes are H's, so it really might not be a hard C. Borovichanan. It might be something like that. So El Boro. We'll find out. I had Serbian friends in college, and I always I learned that the CH things were tricky. So I can't wait till someone asks them about like what's the, what's the country that they that they're not friends with. Serbia. Oh, Croatia. Yeah, perhaps maybe Bruce Pascoe will ask about Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from this amazing pickup that Arizona basketball received today, we are gonna start with Arizona. Do you believe Arizona will get a guard slash wing good enough to keep Pella out of the starting lineup? No. And I posted this on the message board. I I think Dalen and Pella are locks to start. I know Dalen hasn't announced the full expectation and the impression that he's given is that he's coming back. If when he announces it's that he's entering the draft or something like that, it is a complete 180 from basically everything that everyone's been told up until this point. So the assumption for this podcast, for everything, coaching staff, the way they're recruiting, is that Dalen will be back. You got to understand, like, Tommy Lloyd loves Pella Larson. I was going to say, Pella's my boy. Pella didn't start last year because there really wasn't a place for him to start. They had one of the best players in the country in Ben. They had Dalen at the three. Um, But when the going got tough um, and in crunch time, oftentimes Pella was in the game. You can't keep a guy like Pell on the bench anymore. He's earned the, the right to start. You may be giving up a little bit in athleticism with him in the starting lineup, but you've got great size. Towards the end of the season, he was one of Arizona's best defenders. Plays his butt off. Um, the, the team looked better with him on the court. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for the overall growth of the team and how you, know, you, you grow in the offseason and improve for Pella to come off the bench. And so in that regard, and really honestly, the way it's been described to me is that they think so highly of Pella. I'm not sure there's a guy in the portal that they feel is good enough to get Pella out of the starting lineup. And I know there's some really good players in the portal, but they believe, they being the coaching staff, that Pella is going to be one of the better players in the Pac-12 this season. And honestly, I I don't think I would put up a huge argument to that. I, I think they're expecting a major jump uh, with Pella Larson, and he was already pretty good last season. All right, part two of three of this question from Arizona is, can Noel be a contributor next year? Uh, honestly, I would be surprised if Shane Noel's on the roster. Oh, I said it wrong. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah, that's all right. One time Michael Luke called him Jalen Noel, which is his <laughs> brother, and then he hung up on him. That's a true story, folks. Hi, Mike. Sorry, Mike. I hung you out to dry there, but one time he called him Jalen and he got hung up on. So that's why Mike doesn't do any Shane Noel interviews. But with that being said, look, I mentioned the rotation and it just comes to a matter of where is he getting in? You got to be able to beat someone out, right? He can't beat out uh, Big Phil. He's not going to beat out a Deva Ball. So where are his minutes coming from? He's limited. He's not a guy that can play the one. You know, he's a, pretty much a 2-3 and he's not beating out the other guys. And I think eventually, you know, maybe that process kind of started today with the commitment. Shane Noel's got to sit down and say, if I want to play, it's not happening at Arizona. So I don't like predicting kids are going to transfer. I hate it. I don't usually do it. 
I just can't see where his minutes come from. And usually, I mean, look, there's 1,200 players in the transfer portal. Eventually, when you see that there's no minutes to be had, uh, you kind of move on. And part three of this question, does the staff view Ball as a PG or wing? Wing, 100%. I haven't heard any discussion about him playing the point at all. Uh, Arizona's goal likely now is to go out and land a combo guard, which would be a Justin Kyer type, which could maybe play with Kerr at some points and back up Kerr if Kerr's not on the court. Uh, but there has been no discussion, to my knowledge, that a demo ball will play the point at the college level. Great. All right. That was an awesome combo question from Arizona. We're going to move on to a friend of the show, Bear Down Zona Zona. Are you comfortable with Pella as our starting two guard next year? What type of two guards would be interested in us via the portal? Um, yeah, the wording was off. You got you look confused. What guards would Arizona be interested in in the portal? Yeah, got you. To be fair, you literally <laughs> write these questions and look, you say either here. You come correct these. grammatically, guys, or I just I ask. need to script twenty four hours in advance. You need to tell management. <laughs> uh, the Pella question, I pretty much answered. I love you. Pella. Did answer the question. Um, so let's go right on to what type of two guards. So I wouldn't even call it a two guard. I would call it a combo guard. It's got to be a guy that can play the one and the two, and. It's interesting. Arizona's got such a big roster now that I don't think the combo guard needs to be like 6'5 because they've got 6'5 at every, like, they're huge. Arizona's going to be one of the biggest teams in the country again. So if you could come up with a 6'3 combo guard, um, I think Arizona's fine with it. It's got to be a guy, in my opinion, that defends, is athletic, and can create on his own. But also in this offense, you got to be able to shoot. There's a few guys out there um, you know, that Arizona's looking at. But it, I think the reality is when you look at these guys, the biggest thing is that they have to be comfortable with their role. Arizona is not recruiting a combo guard to come in and start. Kerr Kreisa is the starting point guard next season. That's it. That's the end of that discussion. For those that don't want Kerr Kreisa to start next season, uh, tough crap. I was going to say, you, you got to read the room, guys. It's, it's kind of past So it's got to be a guy where they say, like, let's say Devin Askew, for instance, he's transferring from Texas. And he's not as bad as maybe he's shown. But let's say he can't, you know, he calls Arizona and he goes, look, I want to come to Arizona and I want to play 25 minutes a game. Arizona's going to say no, right? He's not the type of guy to play 25 minutes a game. Now, let's say you get a guy that calls Arizona and says, look, I want to play 20, 25 minutes a game. I'm cool with backing up Kirk Creesa. I'll be that spark plug off the bench. I'll defend. I'll hit the threes, etc. Arizona's going to say, come on down. It has to be a guy that is fine with his role. So if you see a guy that is looking to transfer like a Terrell Brown, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, Terrell Brown transferred from Arizona because he wanted to go somewhere where he could shoot a lot. Arizona's not landing a kid like that. It's not going to happen. Arizona's going after a kid. Number one, the kid has to be comfortable with his role. If you see a kid that's a combo guard that enters the portal that wants shots, cross him out. It's not happening. So a Justin Kyer type, but maybe a little better, is probably the goal at this point. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Okay, great. Um, hopefully I say this right. Is it H Fuchs 451? Well, the other one is not PG. So. It's not. So we're just going to go with that. What wings do you expect Arizona to have on the roster next season? I kind of answered this, but, you know, the guys we've talked about and uh, Dale and Terry is still expected to be on the roster. Um, you know, there's not really much more detail beyond that. Kind of answered that question already. But, you know, Ball, Pella, Dalen, and uh, Big Philly. I would like to point out that you also write, like, pick these questions out. Well, so sorry for be, the redundancy. To be fair to me, to be fair to me, this these questions were posted before the commitment today. So it would make, it made a lot more sense before the commitment today because, you know, there's an open wing spot. Big Philly B. Big Philly B. I like that one. Okay, next is another uh, good question from Flanagan33. Who are some wing players you see Arizona getting involved with in the 2023 class? So you got to assume that uh, Philly B will be back another year. Big Philly B. Adema Ball will be back another year. Mm -hmm. Those two guys will probably be starting, if not playing major minutes, at the wing positions. Uh, You know, the number one guy right now on the list is probably Matis Buzelis. Oh, nice. Um, you know, is it an easy land? No, not at all. He's going to be difficult to land, but he's probably wing number one. And then there's a there's a few other guys on the list. You know, Arizona obviously isn't involved with Dusty Stromer, as I've said before. I mean, I guess they're involved, but they're not they're not getting him. That recruitment has slowed down quite a bit from Arizona's side uh, as well um, in the last few weeks. But there's there's going to be guys that appear, um, you know, and kind of get offers a little bit later. Uh, Stoyakovich is the one Arizona's going to watch, you know, this summer. If they like him, they'll get more involved in his recruitment. And he's a guy that I could definitely see Arizona getting involved with. Uh, Cody Williams is listed as a small forward. I think he's going to grow in a power forward. But Arizona has not done um, a lot with him. I'm not sure if he'll become a serious target. But there's going to be guys that pop up. And, of course, it's easy to assume there's European wings that we don't know about that, uh, that Arizona's involved with right now or will be. All right, and here's another uh, friend of the show. Everybody's a friend, Shelby. We only you have say friends. say he's your buddy. Caddy. 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 What up, Caddy? What up, Cabby520? Do you think Ball is ready to make the jump into the starting lineup or more of a six-man role? Well, there's just nowhere for him to start. Like, yeah. it's Pella and Dalen, and, and he's not better than those two. So it's a six-man role, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, they think he's going to be... A very good basketball player and he's going to make a very big jump which is why you started to kind of see him play more at the end of, of last season but I mean at the end of the day there's just nowhere for him to start so six man I think it'll be a comfortable six man I know you know Arizona we talked about depth and it's it's there until it's not but when you look at this roster the way that it's going to be finalized when it is finalized there's going to be very real depth on this roster and Adema is just one part of that but he's is he good enough to start? Probably. I, I think he could start for other Pac-12 teams. Is he good enough to start for Arizona? No, because they just happen to have two of the better wing players in the country. Going along with this question, uh, from, this one comes from Yo Defoe. Will Adama Ball be ready to step into the rotation next season, or is he still a second season at Arizona away? Yeah, he's in the rotation. He's in the rotation. I mean, 100% in the rotation major part of the rotation, uh, he's ready. And, you know, when, when Arizona first landed him, I was told 
that he would be an NBA guy by his junior season. And I was told that by someone I trust. And so with that being said, the expectation is that he'll make a jump this year. And then his junior year, he's going to be really, really good. But he is absolutely, you know, whether it's the sixth or seventh man, he's, he's going to be a part of this rotation. And we're going to see a lot more of a demo ball this season. All right. And then next question is from AZ AZ Cats. And I, I love the way this is phrased. Am I crazy for thinking Larson might not be a giant downgrade from Matherin? Dare I say, he could be better for the team than Matherin was. Yeah, you're crazy. Look, <laughs> I love Pella. I'm a big Pella fan when, when people were hating on him early I in the season. I love Pella too. When people were hating on him early in the season, I was telling everyone to be patient. Um, I like Pella. Ben's a, a lottery pick. He's a freak athlete. I understand the point you're trying to make that Pella's probably a better defender than Ben, but Ben is just so dynamic on offense that, I mean, there's a reason why one's a lottery pick and, and one's not. And uh, again, I, I don't think, is it a major downgrade? I mean, a giant downgrade? Maybe not because of the guys that Arizona is also adding and developing. It may not look overall like it's a downgrade, but Ben is obviously, he's better than Pella. Now, when you start to say, well, Dema got better and they're adding Philly B and they're, you know, bringing in a combo guard and all of a sudden the whole roster is improved in certain areas. So maybe statistically it winds up not being like a huge downgrade. Um, then, yeah, sure. I, I get that prospect of it. But in terms of you put those guys on a court together, like one on one, Ben's the better player. But I get where you're coming from. Uh, you know, and I, it's hard how you're defining major downgrade, but obviously it's something that you got to, you know, you're not just replacing Ben's production. He was a Pac-12 player of the year, All-American lottery pick, and, and Pella won't be. He could be first team off I was going to say, Pella's got room to Which is fine. Grow. He could be on the defensive team. He's got room to improve, but Ben's kind of already there. I do have to say I like Pella's motor. He definitely. Yeah, I love Pella. He's got true grit. That's something that's rare. Solid movie, We're gonna, And that's a great movie, too. All right, last question is from Strom2800. Except for Kerr, there really isn't a quote-unquote shooter on the roster. What's more likely? They add a pure shooting guard slash combo guard. Or does someone, Pella, Ball, or Powell, improve enough to become the shooter that Arizona needs? Yeah, so I think the whole shooting thing is being overstated by the board. Kerr Creasa, you assume, will improve. You know, he won't be drop-dead shooter. But We had a whole podcast about it, guys. You assume that he'll improve shooting. Pella Larson is a fine shooter. Dalen Terry showed a lot of improvement shooting at the end of the season. Zoo, you assume, will get better. Uh, Phillip, Big Phil, is a shooter. Um, you know, the combo guard they add will probably be able to shoot. Uh, there may be some other guys they add that could be able to shoot. I, I think the shooting issue is being overstated. Arizona has plenty of shooters, in my opinion. A demo could shoot. Um, do I think, you know, Arizona's going to add a combo guard? Yeah, I know Arizona's going to add a combo guard. I know what you're saying. There isn't a shooter. There isn't a guy where all they do is shoot. But Arizona has guys that could score and shoot at nearly every position. Uh, there's not that one guy that doesn't defend or anything and shoots 40% from three, I guess. But it's not like Arizona's a bad shooting team. Uh, you know, Arizona's going to have size and they're going to be have guys that could probably shoot at every position in some way shape or form and, i think and, it's like the difference between a specialist shooter yeah like wanting that pure like freak thing when like gabe york would come out and do like four or five 
threes sometimes in a game, and I mean, that's it. Yeah, I mean, is there that specialist shooter? Are they going to add one? Probably not. But if they add a combo guard that shoots 38% from three last season, that's good enough. Yeah. 40% from three as a combo guard is fine. But I don't know if they're going to add that specialist where all he kind of does is is shoot threes. It kind of seems like Tommy's more interested in jack-of-all-trades. Like, yeah, you got to be versatile. you got to be versatile in your position. Just like when Kyrkisa got hurt and you had Kirk come out and then you had Dale and Terry at point guard. You have to be able to have redundancies built into your system. That's the same in business. Like, oh, it's the right same now. in U of A basketball. Sexy. That was. Yeah. That was really good. All right, podcast over. All right, anyway. <laughs> so, with that being said. Which you've only said once. Yes, I have. Um, obviously, Dale and Terry's announcement is coming by Sunday because uh, it has to be. I don't expect any other news this week. I know that's what you're wondering. If you want other news, Combo Guard is probably the main goal. Kylan Boswell reclassifying is up in the air. My guess as of this podcast in this fluid situation is that Boswell stays in 2023. Um, I think Arizona would happily have him reclassify, um, but there's some other stuff, you know, not bad, but going on where you kind of look, what's the benefit to reclassifying, et cetera, come in, do I start, you know, whatever it is. But um, that's kind of where it's at now. But again, now you kind of narrow it down. Shane Noel, what does he do? Combo guard, what does he do? Arizona will have another open scholarship. What do they do with that? There's plenty going on in the offseason. I look forward to answering questions about every single player that enters the transfer portal because that's where we're at now. But at least we've narrowed it down to positions, so that's good. So, with that being said... Again. <laughs> I appreciate you for joining me. Please, Wait if you're second. listening... I'm Hold on, I'm not done, woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> My God, we're fighting right here on the podcast. If you're listening to this and you're not a member of Wildcat Authority, please join Wildcat Authority. Um, big things coming. Lots of basketball news, football, etc. Thank you to my wife, Shelby Shear, for helping me with this podcast and dropping major knowledge. About business and life. Business, life. Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. Um, what podcast yeah. do we have coming up? Probably another football one. And then yes. we'll, go to, we'll go to front court for Yay. Arizona basketball. And uh, we'll try to get everything done by the time. We're going to Disneyland at the end of May. There's a 100% chance there's a commitment, a transfer, a coach being fired. Everything is happening that weekend. So we'll see. But we still got a month. So. Have a great. Stupendous night. There we go. Thank you for joining us. Bear down. Bear down. Little special, Shelby. I think we should shout out men's tennis. It is the first time since 1971. That a team not from California has won the Pac-10, 12, 4, whatever championship. Arizona men's tennis, baby. Great job, guys. We're proud of you. Bear down. Bear down.